Welcome! You're listening to the Empire Youth Arts Podcast Project, brought to you in partnership with the University of Southern Queensland. This work was created in response to the cancellation of our Impact Junior Youth Ensemble after the nationwide COVID-19 lockdown in 2020. Our initiative was to continue serving our communities by creating work which is for, with and by young people. So whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, alone or nostalgic, you can listen to this podcast from wherever you are to hear the thoughts these four young people have to offer. In episode two, we meet Joel, who takes us on a big adventure about the feeling of frustration. Following his story, you'll hear former Youth Arts Director Ari Polani talk with Joel about the process of creating this work. <sighs> Finally, I am home after another grueling day at the Scissors store. I should probably check my mailbox for any letters or packages. <sighs> this mailbox is so hard to open! <sighs> there we go. Oh hey, a letter. I guess I should read it, because I think that's what you do with letters. Dear Wesley, you are fired because you always act so grumpy, which annoys me. You suck, boss man. Great, now I don't even have a job! At least there's another letter. Maybe that'll cheer me up. Never mind, it's just some more bills, which I will ignore like the rest. Not because I don't have the money, but because I hate my landlord and he puts me in a bad mood. He's always acting so jolly and popping by in his golf cart whenever my rent's overdue, just as I'm trying to sort my trading card collection for the tenth time this month. I'm just going to go inside and sleep. And my keys don't work. Wait, what is this writing on my key? Expires in December of 2020. Go to Kathy's Capricious Keys to get your new one. Ah yes, this has happened to me before. Why would a key have an expiry date? Well, time to get another key. Might as well get some fish and chips for dinner while I'm out. I'll get it delivered to where I'm standing because the cashews there are very annoying and I'm so tired. My fish and chips will be here any second now. Thanks for my food, sir. Wait a second. This is quiche! I hate quiche! Well, maybe this note will explain it. Our shop does not sell fish and chips, so we got you the second best thing. Are you kidding me? I guess I should just give up on dinner and go get my new keys. Is it me or is the car starting to go faster without me touching the accelerator? Oh no, I think the pedal's stuck. This has happened once before and of course I'm heading straight towards Cliff's Cliffs. Looks like I have no choice but to make a jump for it. (coughs) See ya, my faithful little motor car. Wait a sec. There's a sign just up ahead. Kathy's capricious keys, 10 kilometers. Better get going. You may think everything's okay now because my watch is saying quarter to 6 p.m., but I just remembered that my watch is running two hours slow, so I only have 15 minutes before the shop shuts for the night. (sighs) (sighs) No time to waste now! Wow, this is a huge place. So many shelves with different codes on them. Oh look, a conveniently placed sign. If you're looking for your new key, then pull this lever. Okay then. This must be my code, W00001. I must be the first Wesley to get their house key here. The sign says more. Let's see. 
Across is A to Z, and upward is 10,000 to 1. Oh no, mine must be in the furthest corner. Here we go. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W. Now to climb to my shelf. Or I could use this handy trampoline. <laughs> Come on. Ugh, I only made it to 50,033. Maybe I should use this pogo stick while I'm on the trampoline. <sighs> now to go flying. <laughs> yes, I got it. Now I can go home. And now, the moment of truth. Now that was the most satisfying sound I have ever heard. Wait, my mailbox has a letter in it. Dear Wesley, we heard that you were fired recently and want to hire you as a chef at my superia. Please be grateful, cool boss. This is amazing! I love soup! You know what? I won't let crazy frustrating stuff get the best of me because in the end, if you just persist, it all works out. Now, I'm just gonna get myself some sleep. Wait a sec. My 2,546 trading cards are still in their specially ordered piles on my bed! <sighs> Alright, Joel. Thank you so much for such an interesting story. How are you feeling about that? Oh, I feel like... I just feel like um, I was free. I got to express myself how I wanted without, like... Having people, like, be confused in some sort because there isn't a million people watching me, even though I'm not really scared of that. <laughs> yeah, that would be scary, wouldn't it? <laughs> For me, I think it would be. I don't really get crowd... I don't really get butterflies on my stomach from a big crowd or anything. It's just... Um, sometimes I can get a tiny bit embarrassed from some from the roles you get in some things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now you have created such an immersive story where you feel like you are inside of it. What was your inspiration for that? Well, the inspiration for this story was that it's a lot. The main character is a lot like me, pretty much, and it's revolved around frustration and stuff because. I usually let frustration get the best of me whenever something wrong happens in the day. Like, you know the saying, wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Yeah. If something bad like that happens, if something bad happens that I don't like, like, we have to do maths. Oh, yeah. And, like, sometimes <laughs> it just doesn't barely make sense. And um, maybe I just have, I on the computer, there's, there's, like, this program where you take all these math tests. And, and like, I missed a bunch of them. So oh, no. usually whenever you finish them, you get to do a bunch of free time stuff. Oh. But I have to do, I have to finish the rest of my math things and I barely know how half of them work. Oh, and all I've the forgotten. free time's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maths, maths can do that. Uh, my next question for you. What do you want the listener to feel? Do you want them to feel just as frustrated as your character inside of this story? Or would you like them to feel something different? I want them to feel concerned about the character and if they're going to get a good day, if the day's going to turn out good or if it's just going to turn out bad. 
Yeah. Mm. That that's what we call empathy. Mm, of empathy. Wanting to know or feel or put yourself in the shoes of this character. Like the further you get through the story, the more problems that come, the m- the more empathy you get. Like this is meant to be listened to by someone who's frustrated. So in the end, I want all of the frustration to be just lifted off because um, it'll turns out great in the end. Yeah, that's good. Also, this character seems to have terrible luck, where everything that could go wrong literally goes wrong. His keys have an expiration date on them. Yeah, that's because he um, just went to a, like a shady key company. Oh, and they were like shady door company. <laughs> In, like, the alleyway. Oh. Hey, you want some doors? <laughs> what a clever idea. I think sometimes the relationship between true elements and fiction elements lets us kind of see where empathy can be. I, myself, might not have keys that expire or have to dive out of my car as it's, like, going off a cliff. But I can see how... Losing your job might be super frustrating. Mm. Or not getting your food. I hate quiche. I don't want to eat that. Where is my fish and chips? <laughs> so being able to see those truthful elements and then fictional elements all wrapped together, you start to see the greater spectrum of who this mm. person is. The truth and the fiction brings out more of who they are. Mm-hmm. What stories have inspired you growing up? Oh, dude... I don't know what stories have inspired me. Um, <laughs> what do you love? Like video game stories or stories that family have told you? Uh, I like um, bef- um, the first Harry Potter movie I watched before the book. Oh, yeah. But it's the other way around with all the others. I've read the book first. <laughs> not, uh, so I you're haven't a- finished them all. I'm quite a Harry Potter fan, though. Um, so You're a bit of a bookworm. You enjoy mm, reading? Tiny bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's good, there's lots of these books that try to impress you with, like, poop jokes and stuff like yeah. that, but I'm not a big fan of that because there's just so many of them. <laughs> Did I tell you about the stories that... Ins- oh, yeah, so Harry Potter. Um, I think... So I started reading the first book when I was in Dolby, mm-hmm. and um, I can I could relate with him. Empathy. Because um, he, Harry Potter gets thrown into... He's just a kid who gets... He's a normal kid who doesn't know that he's a wizard or anything and he gets thrown into a completely different environment mm. and, like, with not that many directions and lots of other people know what they're doing, so... Yeah, and he's kind of, like, trying to figure mm. out even the basic stuff, let alone all of this magical extra things on top of it. Mm. My last question for you is, what do you think the future of stories will be and what could it be? I think the future of stories will be very similar, but I've I've always thought like in the super duper far future, would ever would lots of stories be sim- very similar because it's hard to think of stories that are different to the millions of ones that exist now. Yeah, that's an excellent question. I I don't know. I think. Hmm we run the risk of mm. definitely just repeating the same thing over and over and over yeah. and over. But I think the great thing about stories is if you listen to a story in your own unique way, it's a different story from the person who is telling it. Mm. 
So <clears throat> immediately one story becomes two mm. and can branch off and become even more depending on how many or who is listening. I think that stories in the future will be quite similar to the ones that we have now, except maybe there maybe there'll be less sci-fi because we'll have much more advanced technology in the future probably. That so we'll probably have more fantasy and similar things like that, maybe even more uh, medieval books, maybe books that take place right now. And like they'd be like, dude, why is all this stuff so unadvanced? <laughs> yeah. So for us, stories in the future are about the future, but then maybe the stories in the future will be about the past because mm. they're already really futuristic. And they are so advanced that they don't really know where to go next. Mm. Because, so they just like lots of stories just just uh, about the past, like maybe. At the time, this place, this time, the time that we're in right now, 2020, um, it'll probably be, like, very old and, um, it would be very similar to medieval, but I wonder what Mm. they'd think. I wonder what they'd call this age in the future. Yeah, we'll never know. (laughs) <laughs> awesome thank you very much for all of your wonderful insight and thoughts and storytelling joel mm-hmm. that brings us to the end of the episode in episode three you'll hear from tui about feeling alone thanks again to the university of southern queensland for making this podcast series possible 